0: Rico,
1: and I'm Jessica,
0: and this is the Always Critic podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies. Except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well, better than I was yesterday. I got the COVID booster on oh, Friday afternoon. I see. So I was pretty much like out for all of Saturday and ah, Sunday. I see. Yeah.
0: Mm I see, I see, I see.
1: And my arm is, like, killing me still. Oh, my God. Like, you know, you have, like, uh, lymph nodes, like, under your arm. Oh, my God, it hurts (laughs) so bad. Anyway, go get your boosters if you can, guys. Yeah, if you can. (laughs) It's good for you.
0: (laughs) I still need to get mine. I haven't gotten it yet. But uh, hopefully uh, within the next couple of weekends. Or even, no, I can't do it before work. No way. No way. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. So I'll I'll do it one of these uh, weekends that I have. Uh, but, uh, you're, I don't know how to transition this. We're, I don't know how to, tra- go- well,
1: well, I was able to watch this movie before I got my booster.
0: Gotcha. And I watched it just earlier today.
1: Oh, okay. So we're pretty fresh on it, I'd say.
0: Somewhat fresh on it. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so before we talk about the movie, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us.
1: Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. And if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can check out the page on Patreon.com slash Today,
0: we are going to talk about a brand new Marvel movie. Not in the MCU, of course, but Sony Marvel. (laughs) And the movie that we're going to talk about today is Morbius. Uh, It's a... Actually, you know what? Mm. Why don't you tell us, Jessica? What is this movie I'll tell you.
1: So IMDb Synopsis reads, Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to lure himself, cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead.
0: Don't you hate when that happens? So, the movie is directed by (laughs) Daniel Espinosa. He has directed movies such as Life and Safe House. Both with Ryan Reynolds. Wow, those are two completely different movies. Uh, The movie's written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. Here are some of the gems that they've written together Uh, Power Rangers, I'm guessing the 2017 2017 version. Gods of Egypt, uh, The Last Witch Hunter. (laughs) And Dracula Untold, (laughs) that is one hell of a resume.
1: I am so sorry. Okay. I was telling you because I was putting this in the doc and I was trying my best not to laugh like immediately from just the- That's a list of movies. Life, Safe House, Power Rangers, Gods of Egypt, Dracula Untold. (laughs) Yo. Bruh. Bruh.
0: We should have known what we were getting. We should have
1: known. That's the thing. We should have known.
0: Well, the movie stars uh, w- who we believe is a real vampire himself, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays Dr. Michael Morbius, the title character. Uh, joining him along for the ride is Matt Smith. He plays Milo. Uh, Adria Arjona plays Martine Bancroft. See how to switch my accents so Oh, yeah, light. you
1: have to. <laughs> it's yeah. so
0: different there. Jared Harris plays Dr. Emil Nicholas and Tyrese Gibson as Agent Simon Stroud. Now – There was already a lot of talk about this movie going into (laughs) The weekend before The weekend even started. Like, there was a lot to talk about. But Uh how well did this movie do at the box office, Jessica?
1: It did all right. It made $39 million over the weekend. That's actually
0: not bad. Like, just to put it into context, Lost City, we did last week, which was a success, did 30, 31. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this was not bad. It looks like the critics did not deter people from going to see this movie. No. And boy did they try with that score, 16% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Audiences on the other hand completely divide or completely on the other side, 70% audience score. So the critics consensus does read as cursed with uninspired effects, rote performances and a borderline nonsensical story. This dreary mess is a vain attempt to make <laughs> morbius happen.
1: Vein spelled V-E-I-N.
0: Yes. Gotta love the puns here.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: uh, even Letterboxd, which is, of course, the social media platform for film lovers, the average score is 1.9. 1.9. 9. Pretty bad. All right, Jessica, without the preamble out of the way, what did you think of the movie Morpheus?
1: Okay. So if you recall, this was on my list of the most anticipated movies for 2022.
0: Yes, I was, it was like,
1: what could they possibly have enticed Jared Leto into doing this movie? Like, what is this movie? And I went to see it with my sister, who is a very well-known twihard. hard She loves vampires to this day. And I'll tell you what, like maybe 10, 15 minutes into the movie, we were genuinely... Confused, and we were the, I guess, the loudest people in our row, so to speak, because at some point we just gave up and started laughing out loud and like making jokes and like kept turning toward each other in our recliners and just like making faces and muecas and stuff because this was a train wreck. Yeah. Bar none, one of the worst train wrecks I've ever seen as far as a movie and. A superhero movie goes it is like the cr- critics and census says nonsensical the pacing all over the place storytelling terrible effects rotten like everything about it is bizarre makes the, no sense
0: no it doesn't make any sense this movie is bad this is a bad movie <laughs> and here's it's the so worst. bad
1: it's funny it's here's so the, bad it's funny
0: here's the problem I didn't laugh even you with that. Laugh. No, I I was seeking okay, <laughs> if the movie's gonna be bad, at least entertain me with how like stupid or nonsensical. No. But then the stupid and nonsensical was just not even fun enough to laugh at. It was just like I'm sitting there and at a certain moment I think to myself, When the hell are we gonna get to this third act? Come on. <laughs> like I was like, let's wrap had, it up. So
1: I had the opposite thing, uh, reaction because the third act was well on its way and I turned to my sister and I said is this the third act is this it (laughs) she was like yeah I think it is
0: that's that's even worse because I was (laughs) waiting for the third act let's go let's get it started come on and then when it arrives it's like you gotta be kidding me this can't be it this can't be it and it was it I was like wow (laughs) wow they did a fantastic job of giving us nothing just nothing
1: it was really mind-boggling
0: it, it really was um like okay so let's really quick just say that this is not an mcu property so this is something sony. that sony is trying to do they're trying to get their spider-man adjacent universe off the ground you know they've done it successfully money-wise with Venom and Venom 2. Like, they're making money. People are enjoying those movies, even though a lot of people say they're bad, but people are still enjoying we them. We say they're bad. Yeah, we say they're <laughs> bad, but they're still fun because they're so absurd that you kind of laugh and, and enjoy yourself along for the ride. And this... And Tom Hardy's fully committed to Oh, that. yeah. Tom Hardy is, like, all the way in. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious to see. But with this movie, you're seeing them trying out a similar formula of like absurdness in their story and it doesn't work this time around because i just don't i'm not as big a guy or an actor fan of jared leto i think leto's fine as an actor in normal performances right but i just don't really care for him when he's trying to do like this Big action blockbuster type of thing. Like, that is not the type of actor that I want to see doing this. It's he doesn't really give off first off hero, he doesn't give off someone that you really want to pay attention to on screen. He's just for me, he's always been like, Oh, he is a good looking guy who can be serviceable as an actor. I don't think he's like otherworldly. I know he's got an Oscar for it, but still like I don't see him as an otherworldly actor here so that's why his performance for me is just like it's so oh here's here's my biggest thing about him in this movie okay his go. line delivery is just so flat throughout the entire this movie
1: rivals the little things how's the trunk space
0: oh my god yes <laughs> I think he was still in that mode like I think right. he was still in that mode and he was just like it seems like I now have sonar, bat sonar. Like it's <laughs> just like monotone. Like what are we doing here, bro? Like you have like these like superpowers now and all you could do is just deliver. Is like it seems as though the DNA has matched, but now I thirst for blood. <laughs> just like super monotone. I'm like, man, this I, is I <laughs> heard this crazy
1: thing, right? We all know Jared Leto is this crazy method actor.
0: Oh no. I heard so, about this. So, <laughs> I heard yeah, about this. The
1: character Michael Morbius is afflicted with a blood disease that makes it difficult for him to walk and he walks on crutches. Yes. So Jared Leto did not get out of character when they yelled cut or went on breaks or anything. He stayed in character and would go to the bathroom on the crutches like he would like walk all over the set on the crutches and it was taking so long his like bathroom breaks were taking so long that they had to like raise it up the chain of command and get him a wheelchair so that someone could roll him all the way to the bathroom and back and that was quicker than him staying in character and using the crutches
0: I believe it was friend of the podcast, Jake Christie, who said this man should be incarcerated. That's what (laughs) Jake Christie said from the MC University podcast. I saw that on Twitter. I I could not stop laughing when I saw that. Um, That's not the only thing that has come out now that the movie's been released and we're getting stories and stuff. There was something shared in our news, in our um, in our French chat on you know text message i haven't read it though you you have read it and it's a director interview piece right
1: oh i sent it yeah, yeah. it's the director and it's an interview with a director strange interview very okay. strange because the person is the interviewer is a fan of his work loved life and safe house fair enough fine and then the interviewer proceeds to say basically what the hell happened with Morbius? Why is it so bad? And he really danced around the question, couldn't quite answer it, kind of made it seem like he had very little control over the editing process. Why did it seem like some stuff was missing, like dialogue and a lot of in-between portions of the movie that may have made it more coherent. And again, no real answers I, I'm i going to link the interview in the uh, show notes for you guys because it's just a really bizarre interview. And I can't quite tell if that's how he spoke, how Daniel Espinosa spoke, or if they just wrote it up weird. I, It's so odd. I don't know.
0: I, I'm trying to keep up because there's some things that happen in this movie that don't make any sense. And there's... Some misdirection as to where the marketing kind of leads versus oh, what we got yeah. in the movie,
1: and that's what they cover as well in in that interview, which is spoiler territory. We right. won't which talk about we that won't now. Talk but,
0: about it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then on top of that, Leto, you know, aside, I think we had this conversation when we talked about the Last Night in Soho, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. I don't have too much of a relationship with him. Uh, I know people have viewed or have seen him in a Doctor Who. He used Matt to Smith
1: is probably the best part of this movie, and it's because he's giving hundred and ten percent.
0: Right, and it's me, still not it's enough. Fun. No, it's, it's not enough. St- not enough. Yes, yeah. it's not <laughs> like enough. This of movie a still performance. stinks. It's oh yeah, it's a terrible. Movie, but I mean, he tries. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Like he, he, I think he understood what the movie was supposed to be, what it's trying to be, and he, he understood the assignment. He tried, not enough, not enough. And then we have Martin Bancroft, uh, yeah, played by Adria Adria Arjona, and. Uh, just like a nothing part for her really because like she's in part of the movie little by little. She is supposed to be a doctor alongside um, Michael Morbius. She's in a, in basically the first third of the movie and then kind of like disappears for a good chunk of it. And then she just appears for like a pivotal piece of the third act pretty much. If you want to call it a pivotal piece, of course. And yeah, th- there was wasted talent. Um, the, the other police officer, not Tyrese Gibson's, but the the other guy, the mm-hmm, Hispanic mm-hmm. guy, was in a completely different movie, like trying to get oh, all yeah. jokes and stuff. I'm just yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> th- yeah. This tone does not match what's going on in this movie. This movie's trying to be serious.
1: Let's talk about the Doctor Emil Nicholas character played yes. by Jared Harris, Jared who Harris. was. Advertised as being kind of like the Alfred to Jared Leto's Batman. Yeah, it kind of looked like
0: it. Yeah, it kind of looked like it. He was
1: doing a lot of really good lines. Like, what if the cure is. Right.
0: Have you come here to save the world or to destroy it? Like, you see those things in the trailer.
1: Really kind of selling the movie. Never saw that line ever in the movie. And his character is basically sidelined
0: no no development whatsoever nope basically beginning and, and and like there's nothing in the middle with that character it's yeah it's insane how like they wasted like so many potential storylines with people completely yeah. wasted uh so is there something good that you can say about the movie because we've been obviously pretty negative maybe
1: i am thankful that i didn't get to see all of the action sequences because it was too dark to see the action sequences and i'm not sure if they had brightened it it would have helped any because it was so damn awful and just a blur
0: yeah you know that's something that i noticed in my screening i thought that my screen may have been too dark but it sounds like you saw it at a different time and different thing than me. So it yeah. sounds like it was just too dark of a movie. And we I sat down
1: it. at our seats and my sister was like, these are really good seats. How did you get these seats? It's like a Marvel movie. You know, you got these seats only a few days ago. And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> Little did we know. But the seats were good. It wasn't a problem with where we were sitting.
0: No, definitely not a problem with where you're sitting. That movie on purpose was dark. Like we dark, thought the, the Batman was like dark in terms of visually dark. No, no. This movie is dark. Like they were hiding stuff. Yeah. Uh, they were hiding how bad the effects were. So I think we can move into spoilers. Because Let's just can, go into spoilers. That way we can really discuss like the just baffling things that they did <laughs> in this movie. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk spoilers for Morbius right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled.
1: Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the
0: box? All right, let's talk spoilers for Morbius. Uh, This movie just... Man, this movie doesn't make any sense. It, it, It...
1: I was willing to forgive it at the beginning because he goes, you see him go to some jungle Costa Rica and he's got a small team with him and they're all scared. They seem to be scared of this cave where all of these bats are basically man eaters living in this cave and he sets up this weird contraption with like very uh, small, almost transparent string Uses himself as bait, which is like in the trailer as well. Like when he cuts himself and like puts his hand forward and it summons all of these bats. Right. And we don't get any sort of transformation right away. That was when I thought he was going to transform into his other self, like the Jekyll and Hyde situation. And no, he was just collecting bats.
0: Yeah, he was just collecting them.
1: Which I felt like. Automatically a bit of a letdown.
0: Yeah, because you think that's how he gets the powers that he gets for yeah, the trailer. I thought it
1: was like a weird ritual that he was doing that he read somewhere in some random ass book. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I was filling in the blanks. Not.
0: Apparently not. No, nope. that is not the case. He was just collecting them so he could take them back to the States. He
1: took an a ridiculous amount of bats yes, back to did. the States. There was no way that he caught that many bats in that small, like, closet string thing.
0: No, it it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't
1: make any sense. And then did they stick them all in the chopper that they were trying to, like, evade the bats with?
0: Yeah, I don't know how they got out of there. How did they get out of there? You
1: You cannot start up a helicopter with bats just, like, flying all over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know you how they got it. It's like there. so specific.
1: I uh, I, sorry, I deal with helicopters every now and then.
0: <laughs> I say that
1: tongue in cheek because I actually do. But anyway, the, the whole beginning felt out of place immediately because this is something that kind of happens after you introduce the character, after you understand where they're coming from, what is their goal, all this stuff, they just toss you right in. So I was willing to say, okay, not bad. I am willing to just be taken for a ride you know what i'm saying i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt even though they drop me in at the wrong spot
0: yeah they they drop you in video res like right in the middle (laughs) makes no sense why and then they go back in time then they go
1: back in time to show his whole meeting with milo his bff and how he's like a genius but he has a blood disorder
0: make the reference to the x-men because you have to without really saying x-men
1: yeah, and a school in New York
0: for gifted a kids.
1: School in New York for gifted children. So you get all this stuff. Then you fast forward to present day, and he has this weird lab slash research facility where he only seems to have one patient, and the patient's doing very badly, like the little girl.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not looking good for
1: her. And she, her room is within view of. The bat room where he keeps like the bats in that giant cylinder, which made so little sense to me. I was like, what is the layout of this facility where she he like turned and looked and the bats were there across the room.
0: Yeah, you can see it from like across
1: the highway, uh, the hallway. I was like, what?
0: (laughs) I cannot believe, like right there, you can see him working on You can bats. see
1: him working on this. The lighting situation throughout the entire movie, especially in indoor areas, especially in medical facilities. Bullshit. Terrible. Bullshit. Terrible. That, that
0: hallway scene with the nurse. Bruh. Stupid. Stupid. Stupid as like, shit. That, that's not how lights work. That's not how this lights This is like work.
1: a low budget mid 2000s horror movie. That's what that looked like to me.
0: Yeah, it did. And just in case you haven't seen it or listening, there's a moment where the nurse is walking down the hall and like the lights are automatically turning on. Is motion the, in sensor? The, it's motion sensor, but like they're immediately turning off and they're like turning back on to kind of create like this strobe effect almost. Yeah. So that way you can see that something is chasing her. Yeah, from because behind. something's
1: passing through the motion detectors and is turning on and off the lights.
0: Right behind and her. It is. <laughs> The dumbest thing because no lighting situation ever works that way. Ever. Much less in a hospital. Or exactly. even
1: if it was a private lab, private facility, again, no. Do they no. not have the budget to make the lights? To turn on the lights even at night?
0: It's it like
1: made so, w- little, so little sense. sense.
0: <laughs> made no sense what they were doing there. Um, okay. So <sighs>
1: <laughs> So you have Martine Bancroft who is yeah. He says that she is brilliant. She's supposed to be somewhere else, but she's basically sticking by him because she has a small crush on him and he sort of understands that, but he never says it explicitly.
0: No. Right. He never says it. So
1: she's just like playing second fiddle to him, even though she can just be solo.
0: For no reason. For no reason. Except (laughs) that she's got a crush on him. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and she sort of takes care of him a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little. She she really wants to make sure that Michael's all right. And especially with – she already knows, I guess, that he is very reckless with the way he experiments with things because she even – like, she, she doesn't get surprised or anything when he's, like, experimenting with bats. He's She's mm-hmm. more, like, concerned of, like, come on, Michael. Like, you, you got to stop this. Like, that type of stuff. Like, more <laughs> – like – We've already been down this road. I've given you this lecture. Before yeah, she's weary. Yeah, she's weary. Yes, she's weary. And <laughs> what does Michael do? Of course, he doesn't listen. He continues. Like, they go off <laughs> international waters, and they make sure Well, to his put that financier
1: is Milo, his right. BFF.
0: Yes. Good friend from when they were both young, and they both have the same type of disease. And now that he's grown up, Milo has money. He becomes the benefactor for these experiments. So, but in order to do these experiments, they have to do it. Illegal,
1: unethical, moral gray Morally area, questionable. All these things
0: has to be done on international waters and of course And Milo's when-
1: like, "Okay, how much do you need?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yes. Uh, they, so they so, go yeah, and they do go. this
1: experiment. And it, again, it takes remarkably little time for him to develop a serum that's mildly uh, reliable yes. and stable, which reminded me a lot of the amazing Spider Man where they make that serum to grow limbs. Oh, yeah. And they do it all virtually, like through the computer. Like it simulates if the, if the, the, serum will work or not yeah and like it goes through all these scenarios and finally it's like oh it works but like nothing was tested live on any like real animal or in a lab it
0: was just all
1: like through the computer so it kind of did the same thing
0: that's one of my favorite things by the way in movies when they do like those test runs just on the computer alone right it's like stable or whatever like in this movie (laughs) it was like stable Whenever he would run a test on DNA without actually doing a proper test. It was all mock-ups on a computer and stuff. But I love <laughs> when they do that. They always do that in movies. Just um, And and so he finds a cure, in quotations, and he decides to do – he is the first human test. He will be the first human test. Tests on himself. There um, was
1: no – I know there was urgency. But it didn't feel urgency as, as warranted an urgency as maybe like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie where it's like, he's going to lo- Norman Osborn's going to lose all the funding for Oscorp and he has to like take his formula back to the start and start over. So yeah. he's like, oh, we'll just push forward with what we already have and I'll do it myself.
0: Right exactly there wasn't this
1: like looming doom over them like of course he had very little time left but you're telling me you're the only option for for human trials In, in this like morally ambiguous area area yeah no one else wants to live that desperately that they'll sign away their rights and like go into international waters and test this for you
0: but again, that's how that's how you make a superhero movie. It has to be the guy testing it on himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he becomes Morbius. Um, yeah. And you know, I wish
1: we saw a little bit more of the carnage that he wreaked on like um, his first night yeah. as Morbius. Uh, well, he was Morbius the whole time. because That's his last name. But as the vampire dude.
0: Yeah. You don't see it a lot you of it because see it. a lot of it's hidden in like the shadows and stuff. Yeah. Um because I thought it's that AG was 13, like on purpose, so. right? Speechy 13. Right.
1: I thought it was on purpose, but then later on when they start to get some real one-on-ones, no, we still don't see, we still don't see the action. It's like yep. really hidden.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. They hide any sort of like like perfuse blood. They they hide that quite a bit. Um, so yeah, they do a bad job of disguising all that because all they do is like just shoot it in the dark and that's pretty (laughs) much it. Um, my
1: favorite part from that sequence is that he turns back into himself, rewatches all the footage of him eating up all of these like terrible mercenaries who were hired and somehow also were security detail and driving the boat, (laughs) manning the ship. Like they were doing double duty. Yeah. So he killed four or five guys and like that was it. That was all there was on this giant cargo vessel.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense (laughs) at all. That doesn't
1: make any sense at all. But anyway, my favorite part is he's like, okay, I'm going to destroy this evidence and I'm going to leave the premises. Except leaving the premises means he's just going to jump off the ship and he doesn't know what he can do. Like he doesn't know the extent of his powers, like what he can do. What he's capable of, and he just jumps, free dives, and like out into the open ocean he goes. Yep, yep. No lifeboat, no nothing. No, no, no just, life preserver. He just like whoop, bye.
0: <laughs> he just discovered his powers. Um, then, uh, when the police show up on the scene when it comes to shore, and just they're not surprised really when they find fang marks on on a, on eight bodies and that their their blood was drawn. Then again, the second cop is like, we haven't had anything this weird since San Francisco, Venom. Uh, And, you know, just to make sure the world is tied together (laughs) in the most unsubtle way possible. But, yeah, like the, the movie has shifting tones throughout. Just one moment it wants to be really serious, and then the next moment someone's trying to crack a joke that doesn't Feel like it's of this universe at all, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what really kind of just makes this movie weird and at the same time uninteresting because there there are sequences in the movie that should have been like very well done or they should have been uh, pretty fun. Like, I think the the sequence between him and his friend Milo, they both have their powers already. They're at the subway station. Mm. I feel like that could have been like a cool set piece to really like discover what each is capable of, but they don't really dive into that. They just like hit each other. They have a couple slow mo, you know, slow motion moments, and then after that, it's more like, can he fly? I don't even know if he can. Is it really flying? Because like they don't the movie, explain this. They don't explain it.
1: He seems to see. Some sort of purpley kind of uh, wispy thing in the air, and then you're like, "Oh, is he seeing like the wind? (laughs) Is he seeing airflow and current in the in This is something that we don't see. We can't see the wind, so he's utilizing the wind to basically soar like an eagle or fly like a bat. And that's what it kind of kind of hop hop a ride on like the current. So that's what I was interpreting it as, but it was very terribly explained It actually wasn't
0: explained at all no, it wasn't it was not explained at all uh, then you I know. couldn't
1: understand why they were fighting each other because sure he took the serum and he wasn't supposed to. he warned him again it warned Milo against taking it because it makes you a monster all this stuff and Milo was like, "Fuck that I'm taking it anyway and then there's this moment where Michael Morbius is like, look what you've become. I don't even know you anymore. And it's like, what are these that lines? That was pretty are, sudden. First of all, the lines were terrible. Dialogue was awful. Second of all, what the hell are you talking about? He was always like this, number one. Number two, you are the same way. Like yeah. He's like, I don't know why you've become like you're a monster. And it's like, no, baby, you're just as much of a monster as he is
0: yeah he is and it's like the
1: pot calling the kettle black sort of deal and it just didn't make sense like logically why why would you say that
0: no it it was a waste and then on top of that the shit (laughs) what's her name Martine
1: Martine I'm just gonna say Martine
0: Martine because that's yeah I mean she's Hispanic but then the last name Bancroft doesn't really help um the She is just a wasted character. We already talked about like she's kind of like a love interest and just sticks around. But then is missing for a good portion of like the middle of the movie. Yeah, and she's then, in a coma. Yeah, but pretty much. Well, no, she's not even in a coma. She's like knocked out for just a little bit. And then like the police go to visit her and question her. So, yeah. So, but then like she like pops in like maybe for like a, a couple seconds here and there. And then, you know, the movie – uses her as a catalyst for what they're doing in the third act by having Matt's get uh, Milo.
1: Matt Smith. Oh yeah. yeah Milo. Matt Smith.
0: My- Milo kidnapper. And then basically kill her or, you know, like, yeah, he kills her. He much, kills right? her. He kills her. Well, he suffocates. the well No, I her? think he chokes her and he like actually like stabs her because there was blood when, when Morbius arrived like there was a little bit of blood on the on the on the ground there. I think he like like stabbed her like right in the chest pretty much area. I didn't
1: know he stabbed her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I it, it was a little dark to see, but you could see it at least. Um and then Morbius bites her neck like to kind of convert her into a vampire himself, which I didn't know that was part of the rules in in this universe right
1: like every set of vampires comes with like a slightly different rule so i didn't know that this was like one bite and you're done and right. it seemed like did she swallow some of his blood as well
0: yeah yeah it did it did so it was like, like a
1: traditional um and rice kind of vampire
0: in a way yeah so uh we get the very bad third act which is like you can't tell what the hell like hell's
1: a going nonsensical on. fight
0: like you can't tell what's going on in that Third no idea house. what happened. They are traveling I tell you. through like a building at one point and I couldn't tell what was ha- what. like I honestly could not tell what was <laughs> on the screen. I really couldn't until they slowed them down into slow motion. And even moments. that was,
1: looked terrible. With the what, did th- what did you what did you think Oh, stop it. What did you think of whenever they would make their faces like the vampire faces? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it, on paper it sounds pretty cool, right?
0: On paper,
1: but with whatever budget they were working in, whatever team that probably didn't get enough time to do this, um, these effects—I don't know what the issue was.
0: They had plenty of time. This movie was delayed for quite a bit.
1: I don't know what went wrong, but it just looked terrible. Um, it looked bad.
0: I completely so, agree.
1: It like took away all the like scare f- factor that could have been there
0: that that's the thing that's missing from this movie i feel like this movie should have been scary in some moments no it wasn't i never felt fear ever there was never a feel for a moment like
1: well there was a fear that like my sister wasted 17
0: dollars on
1: this movie <laughs>
0: that's painful that's painful yeah, to, to spend that much money on on a very bad movie, which kind of speaks to like the movie business now. People don't want to be spending so much money on a thing that they don't know is going to be good. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's
0: a whole different conversation, though. Of, like, uh, and so maybe the, on our Patreon, <laughs> yeah, on our Patreon, we can have that discussion. Are movies like Morbius why the movie theater business is in bad shape? Um, okay, so. I don't know if there's anything interesting really to say about like this movie in in any general parts. But I do want to talk about something that happens in the post-credit scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: Okay. So. There's like two credit scenes almost, in a way. And they're both mid credit scenes. They're just hilariously close together. Yeah, they're like. They could have just smashed this together. They kind of did. Anyway, so We get Adrian Toomes from the MCU, who was in Spider-Man Homecoming, Michael Keaton's uh, Adrian Toomes, the Vulture. Um, And what we get is we get the moment from if you have seen uh, No Way Home. This is another spoiler for No Way Home. So just give me 30 seconds here if you don't want to be spoiled if you haven't seen it somehow. Uh, The moment where Doctor Strange is trying to like stop the universes from like collapsing and apparently it transports Adrian Toomes from the MCU into this Sony-verse and he's (laughs) in a jail cell and he gets let out of jail because he's just – he's not even supposed to be there type of thing. They have no
1: record of him.
0: They have no record of him and – then we get some more credits. And then after that, we get Morbius driving off somewhere into the middle of nowhere. And there to meet him is Adrian Tombs as the vulture. Like he's yeah, got he has his all wings. his gear. Yeah, he's got all his wings. And he, in the laziest way possible, is like, I don't know why I'm here. This is me just paraphrasing. I don't know how I got here, but I got a feeling it's because of that Spider-Man. We should work together. And Morbius says, "I like the sound of that." Cut to black. What the fuck is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> so,
1: so this is where that interview from the director comes in handy because they ask him about this, like why. First of all, he, this man was at Vulture was advertised in the trailer very clearly, and it seemed like he was going to be a player in the movie. Negative, he was in. Just the post credit scenes or mid credit scenes, depending on how you look at it. And it was so shoddily put together. What happened? And the director didn't quite have an answer. He just kind of insinuated that, you know, stuff happens, editing happens, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that. They knew what they were getting into when they started this movie because the MCU and Spider-Man No Way Home was like in the middle of production and was finally released. So they kind of had to like do some patchy work after the fact to make it work with No Way Home. And he was saying, we didn't know what the blip was going to look like when they, uh, not the blip, when they... You know, the, tore apart the universe. Yeah, and the multiverse no Way Home. was like
0: cracking open.
1: We didn't know what that was going to look like. We didn't know what people, villains coming into the universe were going to look like as far as visual effects go. And that's fine. But as far as plot goes, that was, I don't know what happened with that. How to seamlessly incorporate this character in when they so obviously wanted him in. I don't know. I've never heard of a mid-credits or post-credits scene being in the trailer as well. Yeah. That's like unheard of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with it, but I think what, what may have happened is Sony proudly saw during the filming and the post-production of No Way Home, they probably saw, oh, so this is what, what Kevin Feige and, and the MCU's doing with their multiverse. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, in a way, they tried to figure out maybe we can, like, take some of those ideas and, you know, use it for us so that our our universes are interconnected and all that. Mm-hmm. And it is just a bad job. It's a terrible job.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I don't know how Sony has something like this movie... And at the same time has into the spider verse makes no sense to me how these two opposing types of movies in terms of quality exist Mm. under the same roof. Doesn't make any sense to me. Do you not see what you got out of this out of into the spider verse and somehow build it into live action in some way? No, they they no they don't. They don't. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what they had there. They had Mm -hmm. no idea. Mm -hmm. My guess is we have Spider-Man. We got to do more stuff with him. And Lord and Miller come up with the idea of like, hey, we have this idea for an animated Spider-Man. They're like, okay, fine, fine. And they kind of like let them do their thing is my guess. Right, right. And now they have it and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do. They have no idea. They have Spider-Man, which is awesome. I'm never going to be the one to tell them, oh, they should like sell Spider-Man or whatever. That's no. They own Spider-Man. They got it. They got the rights. They make the money. But to say that they're doing something smart with it, hell no, they're not. (laughs) They're not. No, they don't know what they're doing. They really don't.
1: The interviewer posed to the director. Why would Morbius immediately say yes to going up against Spider-Man when there's no beef with him in Spider-Man at this point in time? And the director was like, "Exactly. He doesn't know like what's what's what, and that's not an answer to me. It's not. That's not. He's just like, well, why not?
0: <laughs> this is one <laughs> hell of an interview. If you, you have, are you
1: do you read it? Are you yeah,
0: it I've been reading like little bits and pieces. So, Mike Ryan, senior entertainment writer from Up Rocks, uh, interviewed the director of the movie, Daniel Espinoza, And like when they're talking about like some of the stuff that happened, it's hilarious. Like for example, like one of the questions, well, there are scenes of Michael Keaton in the trailer that aren't in the movie. So that's why I was wondering if some things had to be reworked to match no way home. (laughs) And the director responds candidly. Yeah, exactly. The first thing that happened was we had Michael Keaton because we were planning on doing this. But then Spider-Man No Way Home came out and it said, this is how the visual effects are. And then the idea of having him just encountering him in that universe seemed too complicated. And then we put an end to it. I was like, really? Like you guys had an idea and decided, oh, look what they're doing over there and could put the kibosh on what you guys were doing. <laughs> that just shows you have no concept of what you want to do, what you really want to do. Mhm. Mhm. It is I'm, It's a okay. nuts interview. Like that it interview is. was nuts. <laughs> that it keeps going, it keeps going about like just the linking of Spider-Man and how it comes out of nowhere. Like if you guys want to read it, definitely check it out. It's on op, uprocks.com. Uh I would We'll
1: link it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll link
0: it in the show notes. Um but I would say in the end complete failure of a Poop. movie um i feel bad we just started it.
1: giggling we started giggling as soon as the credits rolled we just started laughing like it was nothing else for us to do it was so bad it was funny to us and like i was saying things like full because it was like <laughs> so, it stunk so bad
0: <laughs> i feel bad that you put this no, we on the we anticipated list
1: i know I thought I was doing a really cool thing. I was trying to be cute with it, like to put Morbius on my list because it had all these delays. It was very, it was just in the ether for so long. And now I feel really foolish because that's so terrible.
0: And well, you know what? You might not be alone, though, because <laughs> I think in a couple months, I have a movie that when the first trailer released, I thought, oh, no, this does not look good. <laughs> and that's Elvis by Boz Luhrmann.
1: You. Oh, I put it on yeah. my most anticipated. And yeah, um, I did not. I'm
0: regretting it from the moment I saw that first trailer. I was like, oh, no. All oh, that I love.
1: I was like,
0: this is not good. I don't know what Tom Hanks is doing. What that is funk. that accent? I don't know. And then <laughs> he's the narrator. Know, Austin Butler wearing way too much eyeliner throughout the entire thing. I don't know. There there was too much going on. It's anyway.
1: boss. It's boss.
0: It's boss. All right. So I don't have anything. I really don't have anything like positive to say about the movie, which is why I'd rather just like stop pretty much. Because if not, it'll just be a train that just keeps going of just like pointing out every bad thing. <laughs> So I rather just like I just
1: don't I just the last thing I'll say that like really irked me was that they lock up Morbius for the death of that nurse. I think her death is actually in the trailer as well. That one in the hallway. Yeah. With the strobe effect. And there was literally no reason for them to lock him up in like a max security prison. Just for that, like they had no evidence,
0: no
1: zero evidence that he did it. Just that he evaded the police.
0: Yeah, that's it. Which is yeah, the he, only charge they have. That's a great point.
1: So, like, I was like, what the hell are they doing?
0: There's no evidence that They're he like, was. They're like, he killed her.
1: But, like, why do you think that?
0: Right. Was there even evidence that he was on the boat? Uh, No. They were, than, they were like,
1: where were you? They, they just didn't understand where was he for all this time
0: yeah, so there was no evidence there They were either. like,
1: you were mi- you went wow. missing for all this time, and they're like, he's like, yeah, what of it? <laughs> that was really annoying me and then he's like stressing about it too. like Morbius is like they they i didn't I didn't kill her and all this I don't think I killed her. And he was stressing about yeah, this murder was. charge
0: because I guess and I'm maybe like they got thought- nothing on you. He probably thought maybe he didn't remember that he did it. Maybe like when he switched Like he hadn't right, figured that right. part out. Maybe, but no. God. What'd you give this movie as a grade, by the way?
1: One. Oh! <laughs> as a grade? I gave yeah. it a D. Yeah.
0: This movie's a D.
1: D. Yeah. I said one because I thought one star in Letterbox, but. Yeah,
0: no, I I did. Either way, it's, it's just a bad movie.
1: It's not good.
0: It's not good. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it to be able to watch it. There's no reason to watch it.
1: Okay, that's it. Enough. Enough.
0: We're done. All right, We're So We're uh, Thank you for joining us on this episode. If this is your first time listening, whew, what a doozy. Uh, go ahead and subscribe <laughs> on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you like us, go ahead and review on apple Podcasts and spotify five stars goes a long way for us by the way stick around not on this episode of course but coming up next week we'll actually be reviewing a movie that is very highly anticipated by both of us it has gotten great word of mouth and that is everything everywhere all at once speaking of multiverses uh, yeah that is the movie that we are very excited to see uh starring michelle Yeoh. so Subscribe on your podcast app so you will get that episode when it drops. You can check us out on social media because we'll always keep you up to date there. Uh, Latest episodes, reviews. So we're on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at AlwaysCriticPod. And finally, if you are a fan of the show, you've done everything that I've already mentioned, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support on the show. Show your support you could do it that way through patreon which is patreon.com alwayscriticpod always or if you're on spotify you can actually see to subscribe just become a subscriber for uh less than five dollars you can get a backlog of episodes you could help support the show so come be part of the show pretty much <laughs> and we will uh give some shout outs to you for being that part of the show With that said, that has been our episode. I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic Podcast.